The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you. December 20th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in on this last day of autumn. Oh, winter arrives tomorrow, so we better make the most of it. I realize now because the uh, bins were out at my front porch uh, that it was recycle week, which means that uh, our yard debris in Washington State or Clark County, it goes out every other week, which means that the last of my leaves have to go in that bin because it's winter as of tomorrow. So it can't be looking like fall anywhere around. So is it right tomorrow or tonight is the shortest or the longest day of the year? No, the shortest, shortest day, of, day, the day year, of the year. Longest night of the year. I think because, you know, they've gotten real precise as to exactly when the season begins. And it's late tomorrow okay. is when officially okay. winter comes in. So I think if you compare tomorrow and Friday's time of daylight, they're going to be pretty equal. But... The sun's coming after that. We are the darkest part. And boy, I am ready for the light of the world to celebrate because I was out running errands yesterday. <laughs> it got dark so, so fast. 419 in, in the afternoon, yeah. it's dark. 419. So, that is, uh, I'm ready for you. I'm ready for the light. I'm ready for the light of Christmas. Yes. Yeah, that's the big light. And isn't that so true that Christ comes to the world in the darkest part? Mm. And brings the light. And that's when we start to make that shift. Now, David and I were strong proponents of we need to stay on standard time, which is where we're at. But when I go out and do errands like I did yesterday after it was afternoon, it was four o'clock. Yeah. And it was getting pretty dark out. 430. I'm driving home and it's it's practically dark. Uh I start to wonder if that's a wise decision or not, because it is so dark out that if we were on uh, daylight savings time continually, that would be 530 or 515. We would be ahead an hour. So now I, I it's this part that I'm, I question I'm kinda like, my pick decision. one or the other and stick with it. Yeah. You know, I don't know whether it's standard or, or daylight time, but pick one or the other and stick with it. And let's, let's stop this. Okay. So my, my grandmother growing up lived in that section of Indiana that never changed time. Really? And, uh, they were, they, they thought it was great. My, my grand grandmother, I remember her just being a big proponent of like, why do you guys change the time? We just stay with this, this one day. time all year long. So I did read uh, a couple of weeks ago that two state senators in Washington have put forward a bill to keep Washington state on standard time. Now, whether or not it goes anywhere, it's amazing how much work it's not going anywhere. they do. And it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't come up for a vote. You don't no, know what's Oregon happening. The Oregon legislature's passed it, I believe, for daylight a time, to, if I'm not yes. mistaken. And I think California has too, but you know, so you got the whole West coast that, that the legislatures have agreed to, but I don't know. I but, don't know. Yeah. The, is it the Bureau of, of weights and measures? I think nationally Probably. that manages this. Yeah. So, so apparently you don't need an <laughs> act of Congress or of the divine to get, uh, to get us onto standard time. 
But if you want to stay on daylight savings time, yeah, it's going to take, yeah, maybe God himself. I don't know if even he could move our legislatures <laughs> to, to to act in a certain way. He can. He, he can. He indeed. can. It's, but it's whether or not they act on it. You know, they got that free will thing. That's true. Okay. So, you know, and we're talking about the darkness now. December 20th, we are in the middle of those O antiphons. Yeah. This one is perfect for today. O key of David. Opening the gates of God's eternal kingdom, come and free the prisoners of darkness. Boy, it felt like I was a prisoner in the darkness last night <laughs> driving around. So take it easy, you know, slow down, lights are bright, and uh, we just really want to have um, a beautiful Christmas. We don't need anybody to have accidents leading into that. Oh, King uh, Key of David. Oh, Key help, of help David. Denda. Help, help Brenda. Help this darkness for sure. <laughs> the sunlight's coming. The sun's coming back. So, but it's sunny here at Mater Day Radio in the studios here at Sylvan Hill. What you've got a great show coming up. What do you got? We do have a great show coming up, and I want to congratulate this morning. Crew Newman has been named the Oregon High School Football Player of the Year. Crew led uh, the uh, uh, Catholic. Uh, Central Catholic to their state championship, and now he's reaping the rewards of that great season he had. So congratulations to Crew. We'll tell you more about what's going on with him. Blazers got a win. Okay. And uh, we have uh, some news, an update on our, our houseless neighbors here in Oregon as well. Excellent. And, of course, the Catholic news world has been rocked by trying to understand this a blessing of I think they called it un, uh, it, same-sex couples. They use it for, but uh, uh, unusual circumstances is what the term uses. Uh, cardinals now across the United States, the bishops, including our own bishop, have statements. So we're just going to get caught up on the latest news for that also. So we've got a great show for you. Stay with us. We're going to start it now with Dan Bremness. He knows. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Last day of fall. I know you struggle and you're wrestling with unbelief. You feel the fire growing cold. Your broken heart is beating heavy like the air you breathe. You're in this valley all alone. So where do you turn? Where do you go? Well, he knows every pain, every tear that you've cried, every single part of you. And he knows every doubt, every fear that you fight, the battles you've been going through. And when it feels
part of you And he knows every doubt, every fear that you fight The battles you've been going through Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Dan Bramness, and he knows. 709, it's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And when we come back, how do you turn adversity into triumph? Well, we'll be speaking with Steve Sanders, who's got some great tips on how we can do that in our own lives. And we'll check that beautiful weather forecast. Boy, it's looking good after we get through this fog. That's just ahead to get your morning rolling on this last day of autumn at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Day Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Get ready for the coming of Christ this Advent with Matraday Radio's Hail Mary Media app. You'll find valuable resources for the season, including Advent Novenas, the O Antiphons, and prayerful meditations. You can even set a customized schedule of your own Advent prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Matraday Radio and access podcasts of all our original programming including shows not available on the radio. Plus, you can share your special intentions with our prayer team, find local holiday events on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store 
or go to materdayradio.com and follow the easy instructions. Get it now and prepare for the coming of Christ this Advent with the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Foggy morning out there in some areas and a dense fog advisory is in effect until 10 a.m. this morning. Give yourself a little extra time. Now, Pat, I ran into fog coming in this morning, but it's looking not too bad out there right now. So things are definitely clearing out and we're going to make way for a sunny and mild afternoon. Temperatures today climbing to 52 degrees, then overnight cooling off to 43 Tomorrow looks quite a bit like today, foggy morning and then sun in the afternoon. Highs again in the lower 50s. Rain returns on Friday, bringing more snow up into the mountains. We'll take it. Okay. 39 right now at St. Thomas More Catholic Church in the West Hills of Portland. And it is 38 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. We welcome a familiar voice to Mater Day Radio listeners, Steve Sanders. You may recognize Steve from the CYO Camp Howard announcements that we air, but Steve is also a new author just releasing the book Rewards Through Resilience. Steve, why write a book? I've been inspired to write a book for a long time, and uh, I retired from a large multinational company a couple of years ago, and before I retired, I just felt this calling to really want to write a book that uh, talked about some of the key themes that I really cover in the book. And this calling just wouldn't let me go. And, you know, as I was uh, finishing up my career, I started thinking about some of the things I want to write the book about. And, you know, after uh, I started writing the book, uh, they became chapters in the book. And I really felt it was just uh, kind of a good compendium of some of the life experiences that I had that that could be really helpful for people. And the whole point of the book is to help people make a meaningful transformation in their own lives, you know, on their own life journey, if you will, uh, toward greater fulfillment. And that's hard to do in a world like the one we live in today with the impact of modern media and, you know, just kind of a whole pipeline of ideology that you get uh, confronted with uh, as you grow up through school, as you're in the work environment, you know, whatever. And I thought this book could really help people just kind of take a step back and get a little bit more perspective on things in general and certainly their life journey. How do we relate struggle and fulfillment together? They seem like two different things. Yeah, that's a great question, Pat. And really, uh, I think most people look at it that way. You know, people who gain fulfillment, I think a lot of times can be viewed they're gaining fulfillment in spite of the struggles that they faced. And the point of the book is that the two are really related Struggle is really a necessary foundation, I believe. Uh, And we all encounter struggles of greater or lesser degree in our lives, but it's really a necessary foundation to learn how to overcome. And by, you know, gaining that ability, you really become stronger, you become more persistent. And through persistence, you really begin to build out your own personal character more. And through character, comes resilience and it's the resilience that allows you or enables you I should say to not only overcome these struggles uh, but to do it with a sense of purpose with a sense of conviction and almost with a sense of joy and the two are really related I think a lot of people in life um, 
I think they're conditioned to believe, again, through the modern media, et cetera, that we should all desire to live a life of comfort. Mm. And that's really not the case, especially if you're trying to make a difference in the world or even make a difference in your own life or for that of your family. You are going to encounter struggles along the way. It's a given. So how do you deal with these struggles in a way that brings meaning and purpose to your life, but that also enables you to really be on the road to fulfillment? We're talking about the book Rewards Through Resilience with author Steve Sanders. Steve, what are some effective ways for us to make that journey, for us to move from the struggle into resilience? You know, one of the chapters in the book talks about our prison walls. And this is just one example of struggle. I mean, struggles can come from anywhere. Uh, and it's really how we deal with the struggles that, you know, in the end makes, makes the difference. But our prison walls are struggles that sometimes we can bring about on ourselves. For example, sometimes our own ambition can become our obsession. It becomes so overwhelming that that's the only thing that we really focus on. You know, I had a, uh, have a close colleague and friend who was on my review team while writing the book, and he said what the book really helped him to do, where it was so meaningful, and he wished he had had it 20 or 30 years ago when he was, you know, kind of rising up in his career and a very successful individual, but he came, became so focused on his job, and really the rest of his life, it was important, but it lost a lot of meaning. I mean, his whole identity was uh, really conceived around the work that he was doing mm. and his advancement and all of that, which was important, but that's not the totality of life. And if we can lose that single focus around our own ambition and rising up and look at all of the other you know, blessings that we have in our lives, that really helps us bring a greater sense of balance. You know, we talk about work-life balance at work, but it's, this is a very different work-life balance. It's a balance that you get when you bring all elements of your life that have purpose, that have meaning, that have impact on others, you know, into the fray, not just your job. And I'll give you another example too, which I think is really prevalent. There's a section in that chapter called the victim game. And we are really becoming a society of victims. Mm -hmm. And victimhood is, it's in the news, it's in the media. It really becomes an exercise in finger pointing and it's almost like the victim suddenly gains moral superiority because of their own oppressed status. Really, the message here is that through the choices we make, we influence our own outcomes. And we need to take uh, responsibility for the outcomes, you know, through the choices. We take accountability for the choices and the results will follow. Allowing ourselves to realize that there aren't persecutors out there, there aren't rescuers, but there are challenges out there they're coaches that we can turn to, but ultimately it rests upon ourselves, uh -huh. get ourselves out of, these, out of these ruts, out of these situations. And sometimes they can be very, very challenging, but it's that personal sense of purpose and accountability that really takes us forward uh, rather than feeling like a victim and re relying on somebody else to get you out of the situation. Oh, that's powerful. You're so good at telling stories. Give us an example of somebody who moved from that struggle to resilience. A man who, he had a, just an unspeakably difficult upbringing, and he ran away from home when he was 13 years old, and he became homeless for 25 years, and he was on the precipice of taking his own life, and then he remembered a piece of paper that a woman had given him many, many years ago when he was just, just a small kid, 
and still back in California, which is where he grew up. And that piece of paper helped him save his own life. He started realizing that really his life is about helping other people. And he started a kind of an outreach homeless shelter for people. It started out with something like eight beds. Over the years, he's transformed this whole facility now to where he has six or eight different facilities uh, in Oregon. Wow. Uh, and over 650 beds. And it's the nation's first data-driven homeless reentry program. And, you know, with homelessness, a lot of times there's an issue with recidivism, people just not being able to make it through this technology-based data-driven system and just an incredible outpouring of love that from day one, he and his people show to the ones who enter the program. I think he has over a 90% success rate. Wow. People once they graduate from the program. This is one of the most prolific stories that I share in the book. A man who was at rock bottom, his soul was just emptied by these just horrific experiences. And then he finally found himself and got himself back on the track. I got to ask you, what was on the paper? I'm going to leave that for you, the reader, <laughs> to pick up the book and find out. But, but I will say that it was a scripture-based message. And it, uh, it, it, for him, was a life-changing message. Well, if you can't tell, uh, Steve worked in sales. <laughs> <laughs> Great cliffhanger there. So if people do want to get the book, where do they find it, Steve? They can get the book on Amazon. Amazon has the Kindle version now. It just came on Amazon uh, within the last couple of weeks. The paperback version is going to be available very shortly. Barnes & Noble has both the ebook version as well as the uh, paperback version. And then if you want to go out on iTunes, uh, Apple has it available in their Apple Books. Fantastic. Well, Steve, congratulations. Wonderful job. Again, the book, Rewards Through Resilience by Steve Sanders. Thank you, Pat. And if I could share one other thing, we do have a website that's up and running. Great. And the URL for that website is Steve Sanders Good Life, all one word, stevesandersgoodlife.com. Punch it in and take a look. Definitely take a look. stevesandersgoodlife.com. That's right. And you'll find that link along with a replay of this interview at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 723 here at Mater Day Radio. Pat, what was on the paper? Now, see, I'm going to be thinking about that all day. Now, what could be on the paper? You got to read the book. Okay. You got to read the book. As Pat just said, to the replay of that interview, plus a link to get a copy for yourself can be found at materdayradio.com. You can also access all of our great locally produced shows as podcasts on the Hail Mary media app. We also have some great content that you don't hear on our regular programming, but you don't want to miss the thing. Those are our digital podcasts you can also find at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Get a copy of that book today. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with a Mother's Moment. I once heard that if you view each of your appliances as hired help, you would soon realize that you too have an army at work in your very own home. From dishwashers, mixers, washing machines, computers, telephones, cars, power washers, and vacuums. Oftentimes as moms, we can look left and right and not up for our daily consolation. It is easy to think about what others have and how much they have. We need to remember to focus our hearts on what the will of the Father is and not what our neighbor has. The scriptures are very clear that we should not covet our neighbor's stuff. This isn't easy when we are constantly being bombarded with the greatest and latest things. So the next time you feel like your appliances are out of date, just give them a good old pat on the head and thank God for it and the hard work it has served your family. What a gift it is to be able to start a load of laundry and be able to walk away and to be with your children. Our perspective on our life is what matters most. Jesus Christ has come to set us free from the world. Let us pray. Jesus, please help us to see the blessings you have provided for us in this modern era. Amen. May we be the light to the world by changing our perspective on our life. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 726 at Monterey Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And Oregon houseless rates continue to rise. Scott Kerman of the Blanche House will tell us some of the reasons why just ahead in news. And reaction from word from the Vatican on same-sex couple blessings is being heard across the United States. I have an update for you this morning. All of that coming up in three minutes. Here is Dante Schmitz, Brighter Than the Sun. We are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It all began when I was younger. A seed of faith planted in my life. I could not satisfy my hunger. Now it's time for my faith to come alive.
Brighter than the sun. It's 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. The latest point in time count data shows Oregon is leading the nation in the rate of unsheltered, unaccompanied homeless youth and unsheltered homeless families. It's now second only to California in the rate of unsheltered overall houselessness. Overall, houselessness in Oregon increased by 12.15% from 2022 to 2023, rising from 17,959 people to 20,142 people. Scott Kerman, executive director of the Blanchet House in Portland, describes some of the factors behind this increase. And what's really hit these folks this year hard is the reduction in SNAP benefits and, of course, inflation. And it's hitting everybody hard, but it's especially hitting um, the people who we serve. With 48 out of every 10,000 residents experiencing homelessness, the Beaver State's also among those with the overall highest rate of houselessness per capita. Several American Catholic dioceses have issued statements on how they intend to implement new Vatican guidelines that permits non-liturgical pastoral blessings of same-sex couples. But it's still unclear what this will look like in most of the country. The implementation of the new guidelines could differ from diocese to diocese as various bishops appear to be emphasizing different parts of the document. In the Diocese of Crookston, Minnesota, Bishop Andrew Cousins emphasized the reaffirmation of the Catholic doctrine that defines marriage 
between a man and a woman, which he said is rooted in the gospel we have received from Jesus Christ. Cardinal Sean O'Malley of the Archdiocese of Boston similarly noted in the statement that priests must be careful to ensure that any pastoral blessing does not resemble a liturgical act. And Archbishop Alexander Sample here in Portland in a statement yesterday said within the Archdiocese of Portland, there is to be no change at all in any practices with regards to blessings for persons who struggle with same sex attraction until I have had time to study and pray about this news. Catholic News Agency reports the dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith document has led to some controversy among the Catholic faithful and some confusion about what the Vatican is actually calling on bishops and priests to do. White House National Security spokesman John Kirby said that the administration has raised specific concerns about the reported killing of two Christian civilian women at Gaza's only Catholic church. And the White House is confident that the Israelis are not making the slaughter, torture and rape of civilians in Gaza a war aim. The Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem said on Saturday that around noon on December 16th, a sniper of the Israeli Defense Forces shot two Christian women inside the Holy Family Parish in Gaza, where the majority of Christian families have taken refuge since the start of the war. Kirby said that the White House raised that specific incident with Israeli authorities and urged them to be as careful, deliberate, surgical, and cautious as possible when it comes to minimizing civilian casualties. The IDF has denied responsibility for the deaths. Following his Sunday Angelus address, Pope Francis sharply condemned the reported killings. A woman taken to OHSU hospital after a court hearing escaped from a deputy by removing a ceiling tile in a restroom and crawling into another room, changing her appearance, walking away undetected, said Multnomah County Sheriff officials on Tuesday. Sabrina Cox has been missing since she escaped Monday from the hospital, the sheriff's office said in an alert asking for the public to help find her. Cox was in custody after a court appearance in aggravated identity theft case. She needed medical attention after being booked into jail. They asked anyone with information about Cox to call 911, but said she isn't believed to be a public safety risk. California Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom is receiving harsh criticism after canceling the state's annual Christmas tree lighting festival and choosing to skip a menorah lighting ceremony. Newsom closed to the public the annual Christmas tree lighting at the state's capitol, replacing the nearly 100-year-old tradition with a pre-recorded virtual ceremony on December 6 that was attended by the governor's family and select guests. A spokesman yesterday for the governor's office said that the ceremony was moved to the closed virtual format because of concerns about anti-Israel protests disrupting the event, according to the Los Angeles Times. And in sports, congratulations to Crew Newman of Central Catholic. He is the 2023 Max Preps Oregon High School Football Player of the Year. The six foot, 185 pound senior led the Rams to a perfect 13-0 record and the 6A state title. For the season, Newman threw for 2,671 yards and 31 touchdowns against just four interceptions, completing almost 70% of his passes. He added 719 yards on the ground and 15 touchdowns, and he led uh, 
the Catholic Central Catholic Rams to that state championship. He went overall for his career 37 and 2 for 3 seasons as starting oh, quarterback. Wow, congratulations. Oh, his family must be so so proud. Good work. Way to go, crew. Maureen Sweeney lived a whole century, and John Berger at Alatea Notes said it's a feat that's becoming less and less remarkable as many people are living past 100. But the 20th century might have turned out to be very different were it not for a prediction that she made at 21. Now, Mrs. Sweeney died. Her funeral mass is set to take place on Friday at Our Lady of Lourdes Church in Ireland, not far from where she and her husband, Ted, worked at a Coast Guard and weather station in 1944. According to the BBC, they were tasked with taking hourly barometer readings in the days before the Allied invasion of Normandy. And there are reports from Ireland's west coast indicating an impending storm coming in from the Atlantic contributed to the decision to delay the invasion, allowing the weather to improve. On June 3rd, the readings showed a storm was approaching and the success of the invasion relied so much on the right condition for wind and visibility. Thus, D-Day would take place on June 6th becoming the largest seaborne invasion in history. Waves of men landed on the beaches of Normandy, the beginning of the end of the Nazi occupation of France and eventually the rest of Europe. Now, Ireland was officially neutral during World War II, but information gathered by the Irish Meteorological Survey was shared with the Allies. At 1 p.m. on June 3rd, Sweeney's was the first to forecast a severe storm approaching Europe from over the Atlantic, the British Wire Service said, and her forecast was then phoned in to London. Now, Sweeney's husband preceded her in death in 2001, and just three years ago in 2021, Sweeney was given special recognition from the U.S. House of Representatives. 21 years old, looking at barometer readings, changed the course of history. Wow. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday at 7 o'clock p.m. is Catholic in Recovery Meetings at Sacred Heart Church here in Portland. The community at Sacred Heart in Portland invites those in recovery from alcohol or any unhealthy attachments as they discuss recovery topics and pray. The Catholic and Recovery meetings are both in person in the church basement and on Zoom. Your confidentiality is protected. And remember, you can find details on these and many other events. Just head over to our community calendar, matodayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Brenda, I just love this time of year. We're, oh. we're wrapping up Advent, getting ready for Christmas on Monday, and then the Feast of the Holy Family. Oh, yes. And I just uh, was looking at my calendar, got a novena to St. Joseph that leads into that Feast of the Holy Family. Julia Durko is going to check in with us next to talk about family on a mission. Plus, we'll check that beautiful weather forecast for this last day of fall just ahead at Matre Day Radio. 
Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying the Memorare to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, almost chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored your help or sought your intercession were left unassisted. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Beginning this January, Mater Dei Radio presents Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz. Catechism in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is coming soon to Catholic Radio. Starting January 1st, encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith as we journey together toward our heavenly home. Tune in to Catechism in a Year every night at 11, right here on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 742 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, shaping up to be a good day today for the last day of fall, sunny with a high of 52 once we get through some of this fog, that fog advisory in effect until 10 this morning, partly cloudy tonight, low 39, and then tomorrow, well, pretty much a carbon copy of today, partly sunny with a high near 50. Currently, it is 36 degrees at Queen of Peace Catholic Church in Salem. And it is 39 degrees down in Eugene at St. Mary's in downtown. We're well into our Advent journey now as we set eyes onto the beautiful Christmas morning and the birth of our Savior. Many parents, when they're awaiting a child, they are making plans, making preparation, and maybe have a thought or two about the future of their child. Could you imagine the thoughts that must have been running through the heads of Mary and Joseph as they set out on a mission well, to raise the Christ child, knowing what his role in our entire salvation history is going to be. Joining me today to tell us more about being on mission with Mary and Joseph, it is our good friend, Julie Andurko. Julie is host of Your Next Mission from God. And Julie is joining us today to talk about our Holy Family. Good morning, Julie. Thanks so much for joining me today. 
Good morning, Brenda. So while Joseph perhaps didn't understand everything, he was a yes man. He didn't have a whole lot to say, but he was a man of action and he cared for the Holy Family. And Joseph and Mary, well, they had a mission and it wasn't like a little mission like, okay, you're going to have these kids till you're 18. They were in charge and they were the protectors of God. God made man in Jesus Christ. So kind of tell our listeners, set the stage for these two, because they had very big role to fulfill. They did. Can you just imagine being given the the most important mission and task in all of human history? Yeah. That's amazing. And like you said, Joseph didn't understand necessarily everything that was going on. Well, Mary probably didn't either. I mean, I think things were evolved, but, but they had to say yes and take each step and see where it led. But even if they didn't understand, that didn't lessen the importance. Their yes was just as important. Like Joseph, maybe he didn't know what was coming down the pike. Mm -hmm. He didn't know, but he knew he had to do this. And if this was the son of David, the savior, the great I am, it was providential. They were Jewish. They had the prophecy. Everyone was waiting for this child to come. And now it was going to come to them. And there would be dangers involved too, and lack of funds and all kinds of things. But I think, I think in this, you know, there's so many ways you could go with this, Brenda, so many ways. And I think for today, uh, I'd like to focus on trust. Yes. Because when Jesus hits the scene in, in human history, he's recreating everything. He is the new Adam. He's, he's remaking everything that went wrong. So we can look back to Adam and Eve and see that how this is the new creation being made. Well, in the first creation with Adam and Eve, our first parents, they lacked trust. Mm. They lacked trust in the Lord that he would provide for them. And so they fell for a lie. And the catechism of the Catholic church tells us this, that they, they, they lacked trust in the father. And so every action came out of that, their disobedience, their pride, everything came out of, a lack of trust. They thought God was holding out on them and there was something better. And they never even stuck with the plan long enough to see how it would unfold. We don't know how that plan would have unfolded, you know, but most certainly Christ would be incarnate at some point, even without the fall, some believe. Mm. So we don't know and we'll never know. So the antidote then is trust. So think about it. God the Father had to have a lot of trust when Hmm. he sent Gabriel to Mary and gave his son to be incarnate in her. That was a lot of trust from God, the father. He's showing, okay, there was lack of trust. I'm going to, I'm going to lead this show. I'm going to trust. I'm going to show you, of course, there. And then Joseph has to trust the angel in the dream. And Mary has to trust Joseph for her welfare when things don't often look good. I mean, think about going to Bethlehem to the census and not having a place. And she's just got to trust when it looks impossible. And she's learned to do it. She knows she's pregnant by the, by the Holy Spirit. So she's learned right out the chute, I can trust the impossible because this is humanly impossible. Right. Right. So she's learned that. So here she is ready to give birth and she's, and it looks like there's nowhere to go. And Joseph, he's got to trust too and keep trying. And it's kind of how it is with us. Like our, 
our virtues and our growth in love and trust, they don't mean anything unless they're tested. That's how they grow. Otherwise, we really don't know if we have them or how far we've come, right? So Mary and Joseph were tested in that trust and they passed it with flying colors, you know? And then we think about Joseph didn't say much, but he did a lot. Like the night that the angel came to him and he needed to leave, right? Take the family and go to Egypt. Herod is after the child. Go, go now, you know? So think about it. Mm. Mary had to really trust Joseph because she's leaving her family. They don't have time to pack anything. His livelihood, maybe he packs his tools up and brings them at the last minute. But she has to trust him. Now, most modern women would say, you know, we're raising this child together. I want to be, I, I want you to consult me on these major decisions like moving, you know, <laughs> consult uh, me, you know. Yes. And, 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 but there's this trust. So she doesn't take the time and question him. She trusts him. It's not a master slave. Mary, do what I say. It's Mary, we got to go. Okay, Joseph, show me what to do. You know, I'll follow you. Mm. It, it's that trust and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And so all through this whole story of the Holy Family is just, you can ponder any part of their lives. I mean, when they lost the Christ child, you can ponder any part of their lives and God constantly, you know, tested them with trust and solicited that from them. And it's interesting too, trust being the antidote in our modern day, we need it so much. And that's the divine mercy message. You know, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus told Faustina that your trust gives you incomprehensible rights over my heart. He also said to her, your, when she didn't trust, your lack of trust wounds me more than any of your other sins. So trust is really key. And in Advent, I think that that is a, a, a real theme. Mm, I love that. Julian Durko joining us today, sharing stories of the lives of the saints. Of course, we have the most wonderful saints to talk about today. St. Joseph and the Blessed Virgin Mary joining us on a journey towards Advent and to the heart of trust. I love this idea. And there's, Julie, there's more I want to talk to you about because okay. we talked earlier about role models. And mm -hmm. I think we've got some role models for married couples, but I want to dive di a little deeper into that. Julie, I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. 751 at Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Brenda, did you know... I'm singing at the grotto tonight. Are, wait, you are? Well, the Vaughn Pat singers will be singing. That's not me. Don't get confused if you see that. But uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, nice. Because you asked me the other day, are there any songs that have the name Pat the in name them? The name Pat. I, I couldn't really think of any. There's one song that has the name Brenda in it. And it's a Billy Joel song. Brenda and Eddie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's the sure. only one I can think okay. of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, also a great lineup at the Grotto tonight. In addition to the Von Pat Singers, you can also find the Reveal Youth Choir in Medeo. St. Thomas Choir's on at 8 tonight. And then they'll wrap up the evening with the Grotto Carolers Quartet. They are awesome. They are fantastic. I mean, the harmonies, fantastic. Mm -hmm. We love just being a part of the Grotto's Festival of Lights. It's been so much fun. It's been a big year. Going to be a great night out there tonight be a good night to get under that big gigantic christmas tree i think too i love it so my family they were out there earlier in the week and they did get rained on but 
They said it was absolutely beautiful. And of course, that beautiful chapel of Mary, the choirs that are singing, they're incredible. A lot of these are high school, too. Uh, these young people just work so diligently and they work hard. And I know many of them, they look forward to singing at the grotto every year. It's like the highlight of the year to be able to come to the grotto. Those acoustics are amazing mm-hmm. in the Chapel of Mary. You can find out all about what's going on at the grotto. Again, it's going on through the end of the year, except for Christmas Day. They'll be closed Christmas Day. But all the lineup and everything you need to know about the Festival of Lights is waiting for you on the Hail Mary Media app and matradayradio.com. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak from deepadventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue, number 73. I've had a really difficult experience, and I have to face it every day. But what it is, it's that my prayer time has to end at some point. I have to, I have to get up and leave and start my, my work day. There's a scripture verse that says, I'm asleep, but my heart is awake. In the early morning hours, I, I can hardly wait to get up and go greet the Lord um, and make that cup of coffee. Lately, I've been down in Cocoa Beach, Florida, been doing a, a reality show and working out here. And I get up early, go down to the beach, my cup of coffee. I start by reading the readings from Mass, and I pray the Liturgy of the Hour, the Office of Readings. I read a chapter uh, or a couple pages from the Catholic Catechism. I read a chapter from the Imitation of Christ, and lately I've been reading William Gately's book on the 33 days of consecration to Jesus through Mary. And I just let that time of prayer, those, those prayers and my readings just carry me into the presence of the Lord. It just reminds me of, I see those pelicans in the morning as they fly together. They just seem like one. They just soar back and forth and up and down. And then they gracefully fly along the, the crest of the wave and their feathers almost seem to touch that wave. And that's the way my heart feels. I feel just so close to the Lord and such a desire to be one with him. And the sun comes up and I hold my breath through the sunrise and say the Jesus prayer. But then there comes that time when I have to leave. I have to go and, and, and start the other part of my life. I bring the Lord with me, though. I cherish him in my heart, and I pray the liturgy of the hours through the day. But it's the hardest thing in the world is to, is to leave uh, my time of prayer. And I invite you to experience that time of prayer with the Lord every day. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue number 73. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Dei Radio. 756 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Crossing that bridge is going to be a little crowded today, especially if you're doing it out at the Portland Airport. Oh, Ooh, busy, okay. busy, busy. We'll tell you more about what's going on out there at the Port of Portland just ahead of news. And are you feeling busy these next few days leading to Christmas and you've got yourself all scheduled up? Well, Pope Francis... He's got some ideas of what you better make sure to get into your schedule also. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey guys, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. If you're lucky, you might be blessed with a friend who is a powerful intercessor, meaning when they pray, they get results. Or maybe you yourself have the gift of being a prayer warrior. Today's saint was just such a person. St. Dominic of Silos was born in Spain around the year 1000. He was born a peasant and grew up shepherding his family's flock in solitude and silence, which he enjoyed. He became a Benedictine priest and proved to be such an exemplary leader, they selected him to be abbot. When the king of Spain tried to take some land from Dominic's monastery, a dispute arose between the two of them. A peasant priest can't really fight a king, so the king, of course, took the land by force and exiled St. Dominic. This didn't stop Dominic. Indeed, it only made him more ambitious. He headed to Castile, and there he renovated a struggling abbey into a beautiful scriptorium that's renowned for its Romanesque style and is still a gorgeous place to visit in Spain to this day. During his time as an abbot there, he often prayed over the sick. Like I mentioned, Dominic had the gift of intercession, and countless healings occurred. This intercessor was so powerful, he kept it up even after he died. A hundred years after his death, a young woman who struggled with healthy pregnancies prayed for his intercession while visiting his tomb. Her name was Joan of Aza. Dominic appeared to her and said she would have a healthy baby boy. That baby grew up to be the beloved Dominic Guzman, founder of the Dominican Order. When we encounter hardship or obstacles, what is our first reaction? Dominic's was to find the next place he could serve. Think about it. He was exiled from the land he'd been born in, torn from his familiar brothers and friends and had to start all over again. Rather than resting in defeat, he chose to take on an abbey that was falling apart and whose spiritual community was not in a good place. No one wanted to take it on, but Dominic did, and he turned that place into a gem for the kingdom. Perhaps that's why his prayers were so powerful. The man clearly had a glass half full mentality. To be discouraged or hopeless never occurred to him because he had boundless faith and hope in God. When we pray, do we pray with hope in our hearts? Or are we praying with a cynical heart? Do we fall into discouragement before we fall to our knees? Sometimes we can be overly practical in our prayers. I can't ask God for that. It doesn't make sense. He doesn't care about something so trivial. The truth is God cares enough to know exactly how many hairs are on that head of yours. He cares immensely for all the details in our lives. It's easy to think he doesn't care because we as humans have a limited capacity to care about minutia. We can only do so much and stretch ourselves so far, but God is God and he wants to hear all your petty prayers. He loves to hear your praises and your pleas. Let's not compare our Creator's capacity to love to ours. We will always fall short, but His compassion and care for us is as vast as the universe. Pray with hope and surety that He hears you. 
St. Dominic, lift up my brothers and sisters listening today who are suffering from any illness, mental or physical. Intercede on their behalf for total healing and for restoration of hope. St. Dominic of Silos, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information on the saints and some great Advent resources to get you ready for Christmas, just download the Hail Mary Media app. Details at MatraDayRadio.com. It's 8 o'clock. Pope Francis says we need to spend some time in front of a nativity scene during these last days of Advent. And this Christmas, the nativity scene turns 800 years old. He said 800 years ago, this Christmas in Grecio, St. Francis of Assisi recreated the scene of our Lord's birth during his general audience of December 20th. Pope Francis goes on to say, let us touch God's closeness in the Christmas crib and receive his joy. The Pope invited in greetings to the various language groups. Pope Francis wants us to find more moments in the next few days for prayer, receiving the sacraments and doing works of charities. And he closed by saying, in these days, we will see God lying in a manger. It is the strongest message of peace for the life of each of us and for the world today. Portland International Airport is expecting increase in the number of people traveling for the holidays and is advising people to plan accordingly. Around 730,000 people are going to travel through PDX during the latter half of this month, airport officials estimate, which would be a 20% increase over last year's figures. The busiest travel days this year start today and run through Friday, where more than 50,000 people are expected to head through PDX each day. A large part of the airport is under construction, and extra employees are on hand to ensure people arrive at the correct security checkpoints. AAA estimates that more than 115 million Americans will travel during the Christmas and New Year's holidays. A decision from the Colorado Supreme Court has ruled that former President Donald Trump is disqualified from appearing on the state's primary ballot next year. The justice's 4-3 ruling concludes that Trump engaged in an insurrection with his words and actions around the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol and therefore cannot hold the nation's highest office again. This is the first time a state's high court has concluded the disqualification clause applies to both the office of the presidency and the actions of the former president. In a statement, the Trump campaign campaign called the ruling a completely flawed decision and took away the rights of Colorado voters to vote for the candidate of their choice. Trump's legal team plans to file an appeal to the United States Supreme Court. The Archdiocese of Naples, Italy announced that the miracle of the liquefaction of the blood of St. Janarius was repeated again this past weekend at the end of Mass Saturday, honoring him as patron saint of the city. The Italian Archdiocese reported on their Facebook account that at 10.35 a.m. on December 16th, the announcement of the liquefaction of the blood of St. Janarius was made at the end of the Eucharist, celebrated in the Royal Chapel of the Treasure of St. Janarius in the Naples Cathedral. 
The miracle of liquefaction traditionally occurs three times a year in commemoration of the transfer of the saints' remains to Naples, which is the Saturday before the first Sunday in May, on the liturgical feast of St. Janarius on September 19th, and on the anniversary of the eruption of nearby Mount Vesuvius in 1631, which was invoked over the weekend. However, on November 23rd, the miracle also reportedly occurred unexpectedly after ecumenical patriarch Bartholomew I held the relic on a visit to the Naples Cathedral. I find that fascinating, and I would I would love to see that relic someday. That is just incredible. It really is, and, and you know, it doesn't always liquefy. So, it, and it's yeah. been that way before where they've prayed and it, it did not happen. So that's incredible. I love that story. More than 40 lay men and lay women in a diocese in Northern Ireland will soon begin presiding over funeral liturgies amid a shortage of priests. A major vocation crisis could result in fewer than 10 active priests in the Diocese of Clower in the next 20 years, according to the local ordinary Bishop Larry Duffy. Bishop Duffy announced in a July pastoral letter that the Northern Irish Diocese has a severe shortage of priests and will be ordaining just one priest in the next seven years. For 40 people from 12 parishes across the diocese have taken part in a formation course to enable them to accompany people and families at the time of bereavement. And in sports, good news, Blazer fans. DeAndre Ayton had a double-double of 16 points and 15 rebounds. Anthony Sinems had 23 points and 7 rebounds. And the Portland Trail Blazers erased a 22-point deficit to beat the Phoenix Suns 109-104 last night, snapping their seven-game losing streak. Ayton played a game-high 40 minutes and put up a season-high 18 field goal attempts against his former team, the former number one pick downplayed any extra motivation against the team that drafted him. Yeah, sure. Uh, Phoenix, Kevin Durant led all scorers with 40 points. In my opinion, the, one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> Blazers host the Washington Wizards tomorrow night at the Moda Center. Hopefully they can get back-to-back wins and get this season turned around. After several successes in theaters, The Chosen is preparing to release season four entirely on the silver screen. The announcement came with the release of the trailer for the new season, which marks the halfway point in what is planned to be a seven season run. Now, tickets are already on sale at select theaters for the season's premiere on February 1st of 2024. The hit show on the life of Christ, The Chosen, released the trailer for the new season on December 18th and garnered more than half a million views on its first day. Some of the scenes of the upcoming season have the execution of St. John the Baptist, Jesus' resurrection of Lazarus, and some serious plotting from the Pharisees. 
While the trailer for the upcoming season is already building excitement, equally so is the manner in which the season is going to be released. Now, this is what they have decided to do. The Chosen's have been so popular that it had been able to make several successful releases in theaters with Christmas specials and the season three premieres. This time, however, the entire season will be released in theaters, marking the first time a show that began on streaming services has transitioned to movie theaters. Wow. So episodes will be grouped together in order to pad out the time, all three theatrical releases. So episodes one through three will be in theaters on February 1st. Then episodes four to six going to come two weeks later on February 15th. And the final episodes will be released on February 29th. Remember that 2024 <laughs> is a leap year. So what what a perfect opportunity to watch an amazing show on a, an irregular kind of day. I was wondering when you said that how they were going to do it. I could just imagine eight hours in yeah, the theater. It might I, I be a little long. Not even my favorite oh, Lord of the Rings could I watch <laughs> that much of in a theater. So they're going to break them up. Now, what I didn't get in the article from Alatea is whether or not after the theatrical releases is then you'll be able to get them, I'm sure, on at home through streaming services after February. Oh, I'm, I'm certain. Yeah. Especially on, on the chosen app. Yeah. You, you know, it took me three seasons to finally get hooked. I, I didn't watch any of them until about, oh, four months ago. Wow. I started okay. watching them. I was them. hooked from, from, I think the first minute. And I, I have to, I have to, I have to confess, I almost cry every oh. episode. It's oh, just, and, and it's tears of joy. The, it, it really is. It's tears is. of joy more than anything. And yeah. of course, the actor, Jonathan Rumi, he, yeah, he portrays Christ in such an incredibly beautiful way. I can't wait. So the first, first three will be out February 1st. February right? 1st. All right. Marking the calendar right now. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Next Thursday, that'll be December 28th at 7 o'clock p.m. is a memorial mass for the unborn and unbaptized children at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. All are invited to attend a memorial mass for the unborn of uh, and all children who have died without being baptized. It will also be offered for the healing of all who have experienced the loss of a child. Those attending are invited to bring a flower for each child being remembered. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Brenda continues her conversation with Julian Durko, and we'll be talking about the Holy Family on a Mission. What is it? We'll check the weather. Looking good. Coming up next at Matrade Radio. Support for Matrade Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh my God, I offer thee all my actions of this day 
for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to His infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of His merciful love. O my God, I ask of Thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly Thy holy will, to accept for love of Thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. As we inch closer into the new year, Matraday Radio's eye-catching 2024 Marian calendars are popping up in a variety of places. They're a great source of spiritual motivation to display in your home, office, shop, or anywhere you could use a little reminder that Our Lady is praying for you. And it's easy to get yours or pick up another one. Just check out our Advent Resources page at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app for your own 2024 Marian calendar featuring magnificent artwork, encouraging messages of hope, and a full list of the Blessed Virgin Mary's upcoming feast days throughout the new year. Let your friends at Matraday Radio show our appreciation for your legacy of prayerful support. Your generosity has been a tremendous blessing to us over the past 34 years. Visit our Advent Resources page now to get your own 2024 Marian calendar. Just another way we're leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. 812 in Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. Well, that fog is burning off pretty good this morning. Still have a dense fog advisory in effect through 10 for some patchy areas. Mostly sunny this afternoon, high up to 52, cloudy tonight, low 39. And then tomorrow, sunny again with a high of 50. Currently, it is 41 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church up in Longview. And starting this last day of autumn, it's 40 at St. Henry in Gresham. And I'm back with Julie Andurko. We are talking today about mission and journey and trust, and specifically how the Holy Family, St. Joseph and St. Mary, the Blessed Virgin Mary, had those in just spades more than they needed. God placed in them the Blessed Christ Child, the Holy Child, and they had to journey on a mission to take care of this child. Julie, we had a great conversation in our first half hour. Thank you so much for staying with me. Oh, my pleasure. So Julie, you were really beginning to touch on the topic of trust. Mm -hmm. And what I kept hearing and I kept thinking just in my own mind was, uh, I have a hard time not trying to control Mm -hmm. every decision. And, and we all do struggle with that. If there is something placed before us, especially that's going to affect the lives of our children. Oh, yeah. us moms, we want to control it. We want to prepare yes. for it. We want to make lists about all of it to make sure that yes. we cover every possible scenario. And then we just maybe sometimes some wives just kind of tell their husbands, well, this is just how it's going to be. Yes. <laughs> right. What an incredible model for married couples to have in Joseph and Mary, in this idea of trust, we fall all of the time. And I think sometimes we look at the saints and go, you know, they're in heaven with God. So obviously they are perfect in ways that I can never be. How is it 
that all of us hearing the stories of the lives of the saints, especially saints like Joseph and Mary, to ever be able to see them as models in our own lives, because it seems like, well, we deal with a lot of things in our day and age. And, you know, maybe Mary and Joseph didn't necessarily have to deal with the same things. How do you tell people that Mary and Joseph is perfect couple for every married couple? There are some things that are timeless and human nature is kind of timeless. It doesn't matter what time in history we've landed. Human nature still is what it is, you know, so we can have a, a way different life, a way different living now than even a century ago or, or five centuries ago or 2000 years ago. It's, it's a very different culture and, and mindset and experience, but human nature remains. Mm. And, and so we, we want to look at Mary and Joseph, and, and one of those things that, that make them such a great couple is their humility. Because like you were saying, the need to control. Men sometimes want to control things too. I mean, Absolutely. and they're domineering. I mean, it's, it's, it's this concupiscence. It's this, that's what happened with the fall. It, it broke us so that we don't relate the way we should. And so one way, of course, an antidote for that first couple's fall in the garden is trust, but another is humility. Now, now think about it. Humility. Think about the Virgin Mary's humility. So she was all things to God, the father. She was the daughter of God, the father, mm -hmm. faithful daughter, sinless. She's the spouse of the Holy spirit. And she is the mother of Jesus. So she's all, she's daughter, spouse, and mother. She has all those roles, all those relationships with God. If anybody had the right to make the decisions, and if anybody was superior and she was superior, it was her. And yet she acquiesced to God's plan. And she knew my job right now is to take care of this little baby. I've got to nurse him, change his diaper, keep him warm, you know, and that part of it, that's Joseph's part. God gave that to Joseph. God trusted Joseph. So if God's going to trust Joseph with this, with the welfare and safety and protection of this child, I should too. Oh, it's a beautiful abandoned to each other. That's mm -hmm. what a couple should be doing. You think about how the Holy family, they took care of each other and together they raised this Christ child. That is some of the lives of the saints that Julie Andurko shares on her show, your next mission from God. So throughout their lives, Joseph and Mary, and again, we don't know how long Joseph was in the life of Christ, but we showed him a trade. He was there in his life long enough. And that beautiful image of Joseph's death, we know that Christ and Mary by his bedside, that makes Joseph the patron saint of a happy death. Yes. And wouldn't we all want to be that way? So it's just this a beautiful relationship between the three of them, this holy family. And really uniquely for them, Christ was the center for their family in the similar way that Christ is the center for every family. And they allowed Christ to be that person for them, the center of their family, because well, they knew who he was meant to be. Kind of tell our listeners a little bit about how they live that Christ-centered life. Well, we're supposed to live a Christ-centered life. Um, he is what gives our life meaning and purpose and and 
he's everything, you know, he's the meaning of life and he's the answer to everything. So that makes perfect sense. But in marriage, he is like the third person of the marriage. Like he's the center, right? Mm. He was the center of their marriage. He was the reason they were married. He's the center of everything, you know? And so the other thing too, like let's, let's remember when he is a little bit older and he stays behind in the temple and they lose him. We all know that story. They think sure. he's with them and, and he's not. And they, they search for three days. Oh, I cannot imagine that that search. For oh, their yes. Test, their trust in God is tested yet again, you know. I've but, lost a child in the supermarket for 10 minutes and you know how that feels. Oh, they it was horrible. Three days. I, I've done mm. the same thing. They find him and they're, you know, they question him. Why did you do this to us? And Mary refers to Joseph as your, as his father, your father and I've been looking for you. And she asks him that, but you know, that whole family, their, their eyes were on the Lord, on the Lord. So if their eyes are on the Lord and they're receiving from him, there's no, there's no competition. Mm. There's no competition. They want the will of God. And we get disordered when we get competitive in in our families, in our workplaces or anything, we should all be wanting the best for each other. So of course, once he explains to them, I'm sure Mary had an aha moment. Of course they want the best for their son. The mission is just becoming more clear. And I think that that is an interesting thing that their focus was so much on God that there's no competition and he doesn't get in trouble. No. <laughs> you know. But he was obedient to but them. But he was obedient to them, which Mary was obedient to Joseph. Joseph was obedient to God. It's great. So Julie, and we often think this and we've talked about this before that the the lives of the saints, especially a perfect life like the holy family, they can be difficult to relate to. But every family, no and and we go through terrible things and some families are broken in just awful ways in this time of year can bring up a sense of sadness too. And yet even in the midst of that, our eyes should be fixed towards the Holy family and striving for what they had. Absolutely. I think that this is an area where we can share our pain. Mm-hmm. It may be pain. That's our own doing. It may be because of concupiscence and choices that we've made. It doesn't matter the pain. It can be given to Jesus Christ, because remember, he came to earth to recreate everything that includes our lives, our past, everything. And we have learned that when it looks impossible, we can trust him, even for things in the past that we think we can't have a redo. We can trust him. He's God. He can do anything. So we need to give that to him and we need to claim it and hope in it because the Lord came to undo the works of Satan from Uh, what happened with Adam and Eve and all the destruction and all the dysfunction and the reasons why we can't relate and why we hurt each other. And we do, and we're a mess, a lot of us. So I think just pray and identify with the Lord and and Mary and her suffering and Jesus and his suffering and Joseph. Joseph suffered too. He suffered. When when he heard the prophecy of Simeon, do you think he didn't suffer? Mm. Do you think that he didn't wish he could be there for Mary and Jesus? And maybe interiorly he knew he wouldn't get to be. I mean, and when he died, he knew he was, when he was dying, he knew he wouldn't get to be, but he was obedient to God and he left when it was time to go. I mean, they suffered. So sure. like, so we can, so we can, 
use our suffering, and now we can make it redemptive, even if it comes out of pain. That's what Jesus does. He takes something bad that's meant for our downfall, and he turns it upside down, and he uses it to redeem us. Mm-hmm. That's just like the cross looked like the end, but it's what redeemed us. It is what redeemed us. Julie, you just bring forward such incredible stories of the saints. We are so appreciative. Thank you so much for joining us today and bringing forward this mission. Oh, it is great. And we recognize that while they were this wonderful family, they are the model for every family. No matter the dysfunction that you are going through, our eyes should always be fixed on the holy family, especially during this time of the Advent season and fixed towards God. 823 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is true, Brenda. Greater, greater good coming out of adversity. We are experiencing that <laughs> with our technology yes. here at Mater Day Radio. We have been going, it's like a month that we've been going on with these challenges. Last week has been pretty smooth. We, we've got a pretty good fix in place, but we're going to have the technicians in today doing some work on upgrading our IT system. This is probably going to take a couple of weeks as we get into the new year, but it starts today. So if during the day you notice that we maybe are off the air just for a minute or two, they, they promise that we probably won't be. But if that does happen, just know we're trying to make things better for you, we're trying to upgrade our technology. And uh, it came with a pretty hefty price tag, Brenda. I'll it's just a, tell you, north, yeah. north of $20,000. Wow. So uh, we could use your help. And if uh, at the end of the year, you're kind of looking at uh, where you might want to make some gifts this time of year, we hope you'll consider us along with several other great Catholic charities that are out there. But uh, we could use your help as we upgrade our technology here. And if there's any inconvenience and you're listening today, we apologize for that. But just know we're trying to make things better, trying to evangelize better for you and serve you better here at Mater Day Radio. And uh, silence is golden, but not in radio. <laughs> so again, you can find out details on how you can be a part of this ministry and support it at MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Our mature and is Principal of St. Vincent de Paul School in Salem. We're excited to open enrollment for the 2024-2025 school year. As the only dual language school in the Archdiocese of Portland, St. Vincent de Paul School provides a distinctive educational experience with a strong foundation in Catholic values for students in preschool through fifth grade. Visit svdpschoolsalem.org to schedule a tour and learn more about admissions. That's svdpschoolsalem.org for St. Vincent de Paul School. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 
826 at Monterey Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. And just ahead, the homeless count in Oregon is rising dramatically. We've got more details on that. And Scott Kerman will tell us why from the Blanchet House just ahead at Monterey Radio. And dioceses across the United States are praying and discerning how to exactly implement a new blessing procedure from the Vatican regarding same-sex couples. I'll have that update for you as well. Here is Advent music for you now. It's Icon Dalu, Sound of Hope. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. The sound of hope as it leaves our mouths is beautiful, so beautiful. Your promise, Lord, that we're claiming now is glorious, so glorious. And it fills the air on a wet spring wind, and it fills our love to sing.
And that is Ike and Dalu Advent music for you. Sound of hope. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. The latest point in time count data shows Oregon is leading the nation in the rate of unsheltered, unaccompanied homeless youth and unsheltered homeless families. It's now second only to California in the rate of unsheltered overall houselessness. Overall, homelessness in Oregon increased by 12.15 percent from 2022 to 2023, jumping from 17,959 people to 20,142 people. Scott Kerman, executive director of the Blanchet House, told Matraday Radio what is behind this dramatic rise. And what's really hit these folks this year hard is the reduction in SNAP benefits and, of course, inflation. And it's hitting everybody hard, but it's especially hitting um, the people who we serve. With 48 out of every 10,000 residents experiencing homelessness, the Beaver State is also among those with the overall highest rates of houselessness per capita. Several American Catholic dioceses have issued statements on how they intend to implement new Vatican guidelines that permit non-liturgical pastoral blessings of same-sex couples. But it is still unclear what this will look like in most of the country. The implementation of the new guidelines could differ from diocese to diocese as various bishops appear to be emphasizing different parts of the document. In the Diocese of Crookston, Minnesota, Bishop Andrew Cousins emphasized the reaffirmation of the Catholic doctrine that defines marriage as between a man and a woman, which he said is rooted in the gospel we have received from Jesus Christ, and therefore is unchangeable. Cardinal Sean O'Malley of the Archdiocese of Boston similarly noted in the statement that priests must be careful to ensure that any pastoral blessing does not resemble a liturgical act. Archbishop Alexander Sample in a statement yesterday said, Within the Archdiocese of Portland, there is to be no change at all in any practices with regards to blessings for persons who struggle with same-sex attraction until I have had time to study and pray about this news. The Catholic News Agency reports the dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith document has led to some controversy among the Catholic faithful and some confusion about what the Vatican is actually calling on bishops and priests to do. White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said that the administration has raised specific concerns about the reported killing of two Christian civilian women in Gaza's only Catholic church. And the White House is confident that the Israelis are not making the slaughter, torture, and rape of civilians in Gaza a war aim. The Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem said on Saturday that around noon on December 16th, a sniper of the Israeli Defense Forces, or IDF, murdered two Christian women inside the Holy Family Parish in Gaza, where the majority of Christian families have taken refuge since the start of the war. Kirby said that the White House raised the specific incident with Israeli authorities and urged them to be as careful, deliberate, surgical, and cautious as possible when it comes to minimizing civilian casualties. The IDF has denied any responsibility for the deaths. Following his Sunday Angelus, Pope Francis sharply condemned the reported killings. A woman taken to OHSU Hospital after a court hearing escaped from a deputy by removing a ceiling tile in a restroom, crawling into another room, changing her appearance, and walked away undetected. 
Multnomah County Sheriff officials said Tuesday. Now, Sabrina Cox has been missing since she escaped Monday from the hospital. The sheriff's office said in an alert asking for the public's help in finding her. Cox was in custody after a court appearance in aggravated identity theft case. She needed medical attention after being booked into jail. They asked anyone with information about Cox to call 911, but said she isn't believed to be a public safety risk. Portland International Airport is expecting an increase in the number of people traveling for the holidays and advising us to plan accordingly. Around 730,000 people will travel through PDX through the latter half of December, airport officials estimate, which is a 20% increase over last year's figures. The busiest travel days start today and run through Friday, with more than 50,000 people moving through PDX each day. A large part of the airport is under construction, and extra employees are on hand to ensure people arrive at the correct security checkpoint. AAA estimates that more than 115 million Americans will travel during both the Christmas and New Year's holidays. Busy on the roads and in the air. Pay close attention to your gate because this happened uh, not on my most recent trip, but previously Scott and I were flying out and uh, we didn't look at the right gate that we were leaving from and we just got into the short security line. Well, it used to be that the two concourses connected They don't right now. So if you get through the wrong security line and your gate's not there, you got to get back out, go to the other security (laughs) line, get back in that line and and get on the right concourse. You do not want to do that this time of year. No. No. And the construction is going on until 2025, Brenda. So it's going to be a while. Hey, in sports, congratulations to Crew Newman of Central Catholic High School. He is the 2023 Max Preps Oregon High School Football Player of the Year. The six foot, 185 pound senior led the Rams to a 13 0 record, perfect, and the 6A state title. For the season, Newman threw for 2,671 yards and 30 touchdowns against just four interceptions. He also added 719 yards rushing and 15 touchdowns on the ground. Newman leads Central Catholic as the number 10 quarterback on all-time Oregon passing list with 7,684 yards. During his career, he went 37-2 and in his three seasons as starting quarterback. So congratulations, Crew Newman, the 2023 Max Preps Oregon High School Football Player of the Year. Way to go. Maureen Sweeney lived a whole century. John Berger at Alatea notes this is a feat that is becoming less and less remarkable as many people are living past 100. But the 20th century might have turned out to be very different were it not for a prediction she made at the age of 21. Now, Mrs. Sweeney's funeral mass is due to take place this Friday at Our Lady of Lords Church in Ireland and not far from where she and her husband, Ted, worked at a Coast Guard and weather station in 1944. According to the BBC, they were tasked with taking hourly barometer readings in the days before the Allied invasion of Normandy. Their reports from the Ireland West Coast indicating impending storm coming in from the Atlantic contributed to the decision to delay the invasion, allowing the weather to improve. On June 3rd, the reading showed a storm was approaching. The success of the invasion relied so much on the right conditions for wind and visibility. 
Thus, D-Day would take place on June 6th, becoming the largest seaborne invasion in history. Waves of men landed on the beaches of Normandy, the beginning of the end of the Nazi occupation of France and eventually the rest of Europe. Ireland was officially neutral during World War II, but information gathered by the Irish Meteorological Service was shared with the Allies. So at 1 p.m. on June 3rd, Sweeney was the first to forecast a severe storm approaching Europe from over the Atlantic Ocean. And her forecast was phoned into London. Now, Sweeney's husband preceded her in death in 2001. And just three years ago in 2021, Sweeney was given a special recognition from the U.S. House of Representatives. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Coming up on January 5th through the weekend, it is the annual Priesthood Discernment Retreat at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. A weekend of prayer, reflection, and conversation with Archbishop Sample is for single men ages 18 to 50. Men interested in attending the retreat should contact their pastor for a registration form. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and on the Hail Mary Media app. And speaking of calendars, it's mm. the last day of autumn. First day of winter starts tomorrow. Winter is coming, Pat. Winter is coming. What are we going to do to get ready, Brenda? Well, let's talk about it on the second cup. And we'll check that beautiful forecast uh, for this change of seasons just ahead at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Are you envious? Beware, envy is a deadly poison. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. The person who envies not only wants what someone else has, but will also be happy that the other loses it. Rather than using the virtue of another as a challenge to better himself, the envious person would rather diminish the other so that he will not look so bad by contrast. What's the cure for envy? First, we must be honest about our desires. Second, we must desire what is not diminished, but rather increased by sharing, such as love, justice, and kindness. Finally, we must always desire that highest good, eternal life, where everyone will have a superabundance of all good things. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. As St. Benedict advises us in The Rule, when God chooses us to receive less and someone else more, we always have a reason to give thanks. Romans 4.21 assures us that whatever God has promised, He is able to perform. St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh is fulfilling the promise with its challenging campaign to build a new church to accommodate large growth with more space for worship, sacramental life, service, faith formation, testimony, and solace. See the new church design and learn more at stpeternewburgor.org. That's stpeternewburgor.org. And join us in fulfilling the promise. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. 
These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. Eight forty-two at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. A little sunny on the bridge this morning. Might want to put those sunglasses on. High up to fifty-two this afternoon. Cloudy tonight with a low of thirty-nine. Then the sunshine back tomorrow with a high of forty-nine. I think it's a great way to get the uh, new season started, wrapping up fall, and getting ready for winter. You ain't kidding about those sunglasses. It is <laughs> that sun is low in the sky, and it is getting you this morning. So, yep. Put your sunglasses on. Take a little time today. Currently 36 degrees at St. John the Evangelist in Vancouver. And it is 40 degrees here in Portland at St. Michael Catholic Church downtown. Out of coffee? No need to worry. Mater Day Radio is brewing a second cup of the morning blend. I ain't kidding. I think my Texas is rubbing off on I you. I ain't. <laughs> That's what you said. You ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. You know, I, I do have certain Southern words that pop into my vocabulary because of my dad. I'm blaming it on okay, him. Okay, okay. I am a Southern California girl, true and true. Uh, but my dad came from another Southern place, South Carolina. Ah. And so he has these little Southern sayings. And uh, I, I, I picked up on a few. Okay. So you ain't kidding. Okay. I thought maybe I I was rubbing off on you in a bad way with my... That would be very, very poor radio terminology to say ain't. Ain't, Unless you're in Texas. Ain't a word. Ain't ain't a word. (laughs) You you didn't hear me say it. Uh, So let's talk about winter. It's yes. a, it, now looking outside. It does not feel like winter it in doesn't Oregon. Feel, we've got a really mild day ahead. And in fact, this time last year, we had snowflakes in our forecast. That's right. We were heading into the Christmas uh, celebration and it was Christmas Eve or maybe even like the night before the 23rd moving into Christmas Eve. It was white. It was. We got a really good snowstorm here on the west side of Portland on Christmas Eve into Christmas morning. That's it. And I remember going to Christmas Mass, 8 in the morning, up at St. Thomas More, and putting it into four low on the truck, getting up the hill. And it was treacherous getting up there. And I get there, and we maybe had 10 people at Christmas Mass. Yes. Yeah, it was was really something else. And for me... That was only like the second white Christmas I've ever seen in my life, Brenda. I believe in the 23 years that we've been up in this area of Portland, Vancouver area, it was the second time that we had experienced a white Christmas. So uh, no snowflakes in the forecast. It's going to be a Pacific Northwest green Christmas because it's going to be raining. Uh-huh. It looks like I'll now, take it. but it will be winter. So I thought for today's second cup, we'll talk a little bit about winter and yeah, some things that we can expect and maybe some unusual facts you didn't know about this season. Ooh, winter is coming. Winter is coming. So here's the first day. When does winter begin? And there's actually two dates that people kind of think about. And, and think about it this way. When is the unofficial start to summer? 
Memorial Weekend. Oh, right. Okay. So we kind of use that as an oh, unofficial. Oh, so Thanksgiving? So here's what they say. There's there's the astronomical winter, which is what we have coming up. Right. Right. And it's going to be tomorrow, uh, December 21st. It is the first official day of the season. However, when recording and comparing climate data, it's important to have set dates that can be compared. So for that reason, a fixed date of December 1st is used to mark the start of the meteorological winter. So when they're looking from month to, because yeah, because that date of winter shifts a little bit. So they just say, okay, we're going to go by December. This is what December winter looks like. Okay. So there you go. All right, so here's what this one, I, uh, this fact I couldn't believe and I had to read this a little further. But th- it says, according to metrooffice.gov, the earth is closest to the sun in winter. Yes. Now, you understand that. Explain that to us. So, but we are, I believe, the axis of the earth, the way the way the earth spins, we are on the other side. So we are tilted away from the sun, even though the earth is closer to the sun at this time yes. of year. But but where we are is away from the sun because of the axis of the earth, the way it tilts. Yeah. And there's but a if lot. You go, I believe it's summer. On, on the, the other side southern, of the equator, right? And th- they're heating up right now. Yeah. You so, talk to people in Australia and they said that Santa Claus comes in like Bermuda shorts <laughs> or something like that. Right. Uh, and there's also, uh, Scott loves to talk to me about the solar system and Earth. And it's the seasons also depend on a wobble in the circulation of the Earth. Meaning that we don't spin smoothly. Like if you put a a string through the earth, basically, we don't spin smoothly. That the the earth kind of wobbles a little bit in its rotation. And and the poles wobble. Yeah. Which is fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay, so we're closer to the sun, but it's colder here (laughs) in the Pacific Northwest. So, and speaking of cold, any idea as to how cold it can actually get and register on earth? Fahrenheit or Celsius? Uh, let's go with Celsius, and I'll convert this into this is a UK report. Uh, so I will. Uh, I'll convert. So this zero is, is thirty two degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius. I would I would say we could pro- you could probably go triple digits in Celsius. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 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 uh. maybe like min- minus a hundred. The cold. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm taking this back here. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> the winter. Nothing like doing math. On I, live I know. Radio. I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, the coldest temperature. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I, I should have read this in the UK. This is actually interesting because you think about the UK, which is similar to the United States. It recorded once at a minus 27 degrees. Oh, I was way off. Yeah. Okay. So, but I know that in North Dakota areas, it gets bitterly cold. Right. Like minus. Yeah, with well, International show. Falls, Minnesota, I believe, is the coldest place in the United States. Okay. Or the continental United States. I don't think we're going to get to that. They say that the shift in the jet stream is coming and that we can expect some cold air to come along, but it's not going to be until January. Okay. When we're going to really see some, uh, some cold ones. Okay, moving on. The roots of winter, the term winter, it comes from a Germanic word which is derived from the word wend 
meaning wet or water. Winter, it, it signifies it's the wet season. <laughs> the Pacific Northwest, I laughed when I read that. I'm like, oh, wet season. I, I, I'm I, pretty sure that uh, we, we got wet spring, we've got wet fall, we've got wet winter. So come up with a better word for us. I think that's where also the word wine comes from. Really? No. <laughs> No, you're not. Okay, Patrick, you wear glasses, I wear glasses, but I think you and I need some reindeer vision. Hmm. Listen to this. Now, reindeer living above the Arctic Circle live in complete darkness for several weeks of the year. I mean, even like you get farther up into like Nome, Alaska, even the whole month uh, of December into January, they have uh, like a little twilight and then it's darkness again, right? So there is all darkness up in the Arctic Circle. And these are the same areas that have 24 hours of light during the summer, summertime. right? Yeah. That's right. Wow. So the reindeer, though, in order to adapt to the darkness, have a small area of tissue behind their retina that changes color from gold in the summer to blue in the winter, and that allows them to detect ultraviolet light in the winter. That's amazing. Uh, wouldn't that be fan- it's like it's like night vision in the winter and 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 uh you could see everything you walk around your house in the dark well, no wonder they're able to get all those gifts out on christmas eve exactly and <laughs> so that's what i was thinking i'm like well they they did need rudolph because i mean the the x-ray vision or whatever that they have doesn't work quite as well in fog ah okay so that's why okay. they needed the light but otherwise <laughs> in the darkness they do just fine so anyway, so there's some things to remember to, to do, though, as we move into the winter season. Uh-huh. I'm already hearing a few of those studded tires. Oh, I'm hearing a lot the of them. Yeah. So now would be the time to change. Don't wait for the snowstorm. Although I, if we get snow or not, I don't know. Make sure that your ice scraper, I don't have one in my car, is handily available. Thank goodness for uh, Deb. Every a new employee gets, what do they call on your shoes? Those are the uh, yak tracks. Yak tracks. They work great. They work. I mean, I I keep them in my car. They work. I use them throughout the winter. But you know what I'm doing to get ready, Brenda? (laughs) What are you doing? I'm gathering nuts. Are you? Starting with you. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what? You're to blame for hiring me. So this is what you get to deal with for sure. So we'll talk. I love it. So tomorrow winter is ushered in a beautiful season. And uh, we'll be talking more throughout the next few months about this wintry season. And we'll also be keeping you up to date on whether any snow will be appearing uh, in the Pacific Northwest here on the Morning Blend. And most importantly, wrap your pipes. That's it. I had that problem last year also. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. And one last look at weather here in the Rose City. Mostly sunny with a high near 52 this afternoon. Plenty of sunshine this morning to start the day, though. Partly cloudy tonight, low 39. Sunny again tomorrow, high back up to 50. Right now it is 41 degrees right here in Stumptown. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. 
Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. You are listening to Brenda and Pat on the morning blend. Closing out our show today, here is Sarah Kroger standing in your light. We are the morning blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
that is Sarah Kroger standing in your light. It's 8.59 here at Mater Day Radio. All right. The technicians are here, Brenda. They're oh, ready okay. to, to start working. So you don't believe, though, that that's going to disrupt any of our radio feed today i don't think so but okay. i know better i know i know i know how things go around here all right there's always we'll the possibility so if you hear silence we're working on improving the signal improving our it infrastructure and just bear with us we're trying to make it better for you okay so uh, we'll have an exciting day around here and hopefully you have an exciting day whatever you happen to be doing today that is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend today it is uh tuesday so that means we've got... Well, actually, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Way to okay, go. I'm having a hard time today. It is Wednesday. That means Blazing the Trail is coming up this evening with Miriam Marston. We hope you have a very blessed day.